Welcome to the I Am Podcast. My name is Carl Weaver, and I am the website content manager at I Am. If you have any suggestions for the I Am Podcast, you can email me at carl.weaver at iamovers.org. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. We want to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash iamovers slash message. I will also put the link in the show notes so you can click on it right there. I'm Georgia Angle with Trellis Buying Consulting. And this is our first podcast for our series on corporations and organizations that are achieving improvements or reaching their goals with having more women and diversification within leadership roles at their company or organization. So if your company has achieved success in this area and are willing to share your story and ideas, we'd love to hear from you for a future podcast. So the IAM Leadership Alliance has just recently been approved by the executive committee. This alliance will be managed by a volunteer council that will develop and coordinate several projects. There will be a learning module that will include training and certifications for three different tracks, which are general leadership, women leadership, and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Plus, podcasts such as these, panel discussions, a dedicated women LinkedIn page, book clubs, and future mentoring ideas. We have an upcoming panel webcast where I'm chatting with three women who own their own businesses in our industry. And we are looking forward to having a variety of these podcasts and panel series. So again, if you have ideas for podcasts or panels for our industry, please let myself know or someone at IAM. So let's get to it. Today, I'm introducing Nikki French, and Steve Quartz of Grace Group in Australia. Nikki French is the General Manager of Operations based in Sydney for the Grace Group. Steve Quartz is the General Manager of Sales nationally for Grace Removals in Melbourne. So welcome, both of you. Thanks, Georgia. Nice to be online. Thanks. Thanks, Georgia. Great. So, so Nikki, let's start with you. Let's Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started in the industry and all the good stuff. Oh, well, um, yeah, I mean, I, um, I've, I've been in the industry. This is my 28th year. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm even allowed to say that because it kind of reveals your age a bit. But anyway, yeah, so 28 years this year. And, and I started as a management trainee for Allied in, in London. I joined their um, graduate management training program. And I actually joined because I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to work for their travel business. They owned uh, Pickford's Travel at the time, and I kind of had a notion of a glamorous career in corporate travel. Um, but uh, about halfway through the recruitment process, they um, uh, they sold the company. So, um, but they liked me, and so they um, they offered me a role in uh, in Allied Pickford's, and yeah, that's where I started. Um, I did probably about ten years at 
allied in a whole variety of roles. I worked in their mainland Europe business as well as their UK business. Um, you know, as a move manager, I was a operations manager, as a branch manager. Um, and then I went across, um, uh, I went across to Robinson's um, and did about nine years as Robinson's in branch management and uh, general management roles. And, um, and then about nine years ago, I, I came to Australia to work for Grace as general manager international in the running their international business. And uh, I guess finally four years ago, stepped across into, uh, into my current operational role. So um, yeah, a very varied and now very long career in moving. Well, that's, that is a wide variety of, of activities you've been involved with. So that's great. Yeah. So, so Steve, a little bird told me um, that you're not originally from this industry. So I'm very curious to hear about how you got started <laughs> in our industry and, and, and uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, um, I'm considered a junior in this industry. I've only been in it 16 years. Um, <laughs> They uh, say once it's in your blood, it never leaves you. Uh, but yeah, I did not come from the industry. I come from the office automation industry, the photocopiers and fax machines and started as a junior servicing the old, uh, for the older audience, I would suggest the liquid photocopiers in those days and things like that, and the technology grew. And uh, I was fairly successful in that industry and I thought, uh, after 20 years in it, I might explore what else is out in the marketplace. And believe it or not, I went to the newspaper in the advertising section for employment, wouldn't see that these days. And there was a job uh, app, uh, job requisition for someone for Grace. And I thought I wouldn't mind giving this a, a shot. So I applied for the state manager role with Grace. And uh, so I was a state manager for Victoria for uh, probably three or four years. I uh, look after probably five or six of the Grace removal business branches and grew from that to being a regional manager, which uh, encompassed probably about nine branches. Um, Grace Australia is broken up in the real business into four regions. And uh, I looked after one of those regions for the next uh, 10 odd years. Um, also took on some projects like our operating systems and bits and pieces uh, as well. And uh, about uh, two years ago, got elevated to the GM of sales, looking after consumer and mobility sales for the removals group for uh, uh, Grace Group. So that's where I am today. Very nice well, journey. You, you know that once you're in this industry two years, you, you never leave, just, just to let you know, you're stuck. You are gonna be with us forever. So welcome. I'm almost to grips. I'm almost to grips with that after 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Steve, tell us a little bit more about what Grace Group provides. What services do they, do they provide for people in Australia? Yeah, initially, I guess most people know the, the Grace Removals brand, uh, which has been going for now about 110 years. Uh, so it's quite... Uh, uh, well known across the world um, and definitely in Australia and New Zealand as well. Uh, what we, we have is, of course, we do the household moving or relocations. Uh, we have a full mobility service platform uh, that we provide across to our corporate partners. We have commercial moving or commercial relocation, uh, FF&E, furniture fit outs for 
things such as hotels and uh, uh, big offices uh, that want all the new fittings uh, put into their uh, locations. We have fine arts division. Uh, we also have self-storage and we have a very large part of our group is the information management division, which is records and data storage and scanning. So um, that probably encumbers most of our business, unless I've forgotten anything, Nikki. No, I reckon that's, uh, that's a good go at it. So a, a, wide, a wide variety of, of services, which is certainly uh, beneficial in this day and age, beyond just the uh, house of goods removals. Absolutely. I mean, we have, uh, what now, 70 branches across Australia and New Zealand uh, covering uh, probably every square inch of the lands of those two locations, um, and we service every part of that. Good. Yeah, I mean, I would also say probably our business is, um, is fairly evenly balanced between consumer and corporate, particularly on the removal side. Obviously, the record side is all corporate, but... Um, on the removal side, we have a good balance between our consumer business and our uh, and our corporate business. So yeah, it does absolutely uh, give us flexibility. There's always one that's travelling better than an, another in a in a particular market sector. So we we've got all the bases covered. Okay. Well, what what really prompted me to want to reach out to chat with you is that I understand that Grace has recently promoted and achieving 60% of managers as women. So Nikki, what level of management does the 60% represent? Yeah, it is at our junior and middle management level, um, Georgia. Um, you know, if we, um, if we look at our capital city branches like uh, Sydney and Melbourne and, and, and Adelaide, they're branches where you know they have the size to have a management team you might find a branch manager an operations manager a sales manager a, an admin manager you know so there's probably five or so management roles um in, in those branches and uh, and if we look at those management teams across those capital city branches that's where we've got to our 60 percent so in order to get to that point um, Steve, can you tell us a little bit about that, that journey that it took to get the women into those management roles? Yeah, I guess if you look historically, it's not an industry that really attracts uh, females, you know. Uh, but over the last probably uh, couple of decades, you see that's progressively changed, you know. Um, industry conferences these days uh, see far, far more women in attendance, you know, uh, Probably the um, soft skills needed for relocations, mobility has helped bring more females into the industry. Uh, you know, I think um, around probably half of our home sales teams are now female. And I think uh, those in the business provide a role model for those looking uh, to progress or join, you know, and these they see females in management roles and they see themselves in the same position to some degree and then uh, put themselves forward now, uh, which you traditionally go back a couple of decades, you probably wouldn't have seen. So, so Nikki, are you also seeing that more recently women are moving into these roles? Uh, I mean, I think as Steve said, I mean, it, it, you definitely kind of see the, the exponential growth in it. Um, I mean, I think, um, 
you know, we ladies uh, often have that kind of niggly uh, voice of confidence sitting inside our head and we need, you know, a bit of a bit of pushing along. And I think when when females see that there's no barrier and that there are other females and that they can build a network of peers in within the organization of females, because 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 we like that, we like to build networks. I think they see that as an attractive proposition and, you know, they're more likely to um, to be forthcoming. And, and so the more you have, more females you have, the, the wider the net casts. It's a bit, you know, it's a bit like a pyramid, I suppose. And, and so, um, so I think, you know, what we saw is a, is a slower start. I mean, when I joined the business nine years ago, I mean, there were a couple of female branch managers. There was a female sales manager. There was a female client services manager. And that was about it. And, um, you know, so to have moved it along and to where we have is, is, is a really great outcome. But I would say that the pace has certainly picked up in the last three to five years. And, and like I say, the more you have, the easier it becomes to attract people to step up and say, hey, I, I want to do that. I think I can do that. You know, I, that, that's a job that, that, that I could do and I could do it better. So talk to me about that. And, um, you know, it goes also with obviously the conversation that you have with the people about what their aspirations are. So Steve, is this more of a conscious effort to promote from within rather than hiring outside of the company? Um, uh, you know, absolutely. Uh, we, I mean, Grace has a heavy focus on uh, keeping our employee turnover down. Uh, obviously, purely the cost uh, is reduced drastically from productivity, business interruptions, you know, recruiting, training. So um, we, we would rather take the people we have internally in our business um, and develop those people and grow uh, them within our business uh, through uh, a career path than um, the necessary hire from external uh go external, sorry, uh, in hiring. But, you know, you also need to bring people on board to increase, uh, you know, the new ideas and methods to, to our business. So you find there's a good mix uh, to our business in, in both areas, but uh, we're certainly trying to promote within our business. So do you have any, any specialized training that you provide for those that are currently employed? Good question, Georgia. We <laughs> we have a uh, we have a uh, a platform called Grace Learn. It's quite a uh, comprehensive uh, learning management system that uh, is open to all our employees, uh, and it uh, has leadership and skill training. It has the basics in Excel all the way up to management and learning um, paths for uh, uh, leadership. And, uh, you know, we heavily engage our staff to go through these learning paths to improve their skill levels. Um, you know, the challenge is before COVID, we did a lot of face-to-face -face meetings and uh, brought people in similar roles into the organisation together, of course. But uh, uh, now, unfortunately, that's a little bit tougher to do. So, um, we, you know, we've looked differently at that uh, from face-to-face -face and uh, we're now... Uh, using these trained skills and these modules to help uh, gain that uh, knowledge through our uh, our people. You know, we've um, over the years extensively used the Feedy Training Seminar and online learning systems. Uh, we've also um, require our 
middle management to senior management to uh, at least do two days per year of external management training. Uh, things like the Australian Institute of Management would be one example of that, that we uh, insist they do every year uh, to improve their skill levels as well. So with all that training, does Grace Group have a goal that they're trying to reach internally to promote women? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, we'd love to see those women have, uh, we have moving up uh, to senior leaders in our business um, and more joining them, you know, and I think that's a natural progression of uh, what we see. You know, uh, to us, leadership is is about the right person in the right role first. Um, and it's about promoting those people uh, within, um, or if we don't have them within right now, we go externally to find them. Yeah, I, I agree. There's no sense promoting incompetence. It's the person first, no matter what the absolutely. gender is or anything else. So absolutely. So Nikki, you know, from your point of view, why do you think there are maybe some other companies that are challenged to at least reach that equitable level of women in their organization? Uh, you know, I was thinking um, thinking about something the other day where, um, you know, it's not, it's, I don't know that it's companies that are challenged, but society in general is, is, is still challenged. I, um, I recently was at a um, at a museum and and um, it was it was about migrants coming into Australia in in the post-war period and and they were showing you know in one of the exhibitions they had like a video you know where they were that they'd obviously you know sent it overseas this video showing it in cinemas in Europe in you know encouraging people to come to Australia as post-war post migrants and um, and it was really cringeworthy. I mean, they were talking about the sorts of roles that um, men could expect and, and women could expect. And you just like, and, and you think, yeah, oh, that's terrible. But you know, it's not so far back. And, you know, when I was at school, you know, you're talking, you're only talking about a couple of generations ago where, you know, still schools still encouraged boys to do maths and go into engineering and girls to do history and go into teaching. So I, so I think that, you know, for a lot of companies, you know, it has been driven by society and it takes a long time and a lot of generations and, and a lot of courage to kind of break free from that a little bit and stop thinking about the stereotypes and just start focusing on, on, on the role. So, so, you know, I do think that for companies, it's, it's not, you know, it's not so much that they're challenged, it's a legacy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so Steve, do you have any ideas or suggestions that other companies can, can, can do to, to reach their goals? Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the, I think we need to be conscious with um, understanding uh, our own staff and their aspirations. You know, uh, you know an example is we've got a operations successful female operation manager in our business uh, who actually was part of our administration team, um, looked at the role, um, worked alongside that role um, and then said, you know, I can do that. In fact, I can do it better. And that's the sort of leaders, you know, that we want in our business, you know, and, uh, you know, 
if you're not conscious of that, I think you miss out on great people. And I think that's the important part to any company. Yeah, I, I think that women, once they understand the roles, if they're given that opportunity, they have the ability to, to succeed in that. But, you know, Nikki, what, what were some of the bigger challenges for you um, moving up in, into this organization as a woman? <laughs> oh, well, uh, you know, I'm sure that you and I have had similar journeys, Georgia. And, and you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm almost impervious to it, I suppose, you know. Um, uh, but, but I would say that comes from, from confidence and, and experience. Um, you know, for sure, like I say, you know, you have that, that niggle on your shoulder. And I think that, you know, we're hard on ourselves as, as, as women. And, and I, I definitely felt in my earlier career that I had to work harder to prove that I had the technical knowledge. Um, you know, and, and now I kind of look at it and, you know, to me, it's irrelevant. You know, if I, if I need technical knowledge and I don't know it, I find somebody who has it and ask them the question, you know, and that just comes with, you know, with confidence and, and, and maturity. But, you know, sometimes, it, you know, certainly when you're younger, it can be intimidating. And, you know, it's not unusual in our business that we would find operations managers who came through from the road and, you know, were drivers and, you know what, they can, they can wax lyrical about, about a diesel engine, or, or at least they, they can pretend to, you know, and, and they're sort of almost believable. And um, honestly, I'm never going to know about a diesel engine and neither do I need to, to be successful in the role. And I think, you know, when you have the confidence to kind of understand that and, and you know, and, and, and get over that, that hump, you know, that's when it really, really changes. Um, you know, when I moved into the operations role in, in 2017 in, in Grace, um, you know, my, my all-male peer group, they could not have been more supportive. You know, for them, they're just focused on, on, on getting the job done well. They're a fantastic bunch of guys. We're a, we're a team and everyone's kind of got their part to play. And, you know, so, um, so for me, certainly, you know, it's been a great experience here at, here at Grace with that. So, you know, um, but, but definitely it's about overcoming more your own um, lack of self-confidence. I, I agree. Um, you, you hit on some really good points there. Uh, so, so Steve, I can't really walk in your shoes as a man, but I, I have to imagine it's going to be a little different as more and more women go into these senior leadership roles. So what do you, what is your men's perspective here? Um, good question, Georgia. Georgia. Um, look, you know, I, you know, some people, uh, you know, it's interesting. I think in some degrees it probably there are people, uh, men, that uh, are threatened or, or worried about things like that. But, you know, um, I'm not, and I don't think our senior management group in any way um, are worried about any of that sort of uh, uh, issues that may arise. I mean, uh, our business is uh, all about success, uh, putting the right people into those uh, positions, you know, and to be the best in our industry possibly can, you know. And a great leader, female or male, um, rises up all of that and uh, leads their teams to success. So I'm not sure that uh, they mean too much to anybody these days, you know. As a and I think that, that, as you mentioned earlier, Nikki, um, looking at 
what type of person you're going to put in the role. It talks about the ability of that person. Um, so do you see that as this movement progresses with uh, pushing women in leadership or the diversity, do you think that there's going to be companies out there and are just going to do it as a token person? Oh, for, for, for sure. I mean, you know, there's, um, the, the, there's a, uh, there's a movement towards it. I mean, you look at the Me Too movement from from last year and the and the year before, and you know it's definitely um, you know right up there on the agenda. And and you know if you want to move forward as a business, then sure, you know. And there's definitely a temptation to to want to do that. And and at Grace, we're 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 all about setting ourselves and um, and we know that when we set ourselves some targets, um, we um, uh, we we generally achieve them. Um, but we haven't set a percentage target nor a time scale to growing females in our business. And, and all the females that we have in, in management roles in our business, they've all wanted the role and they've been the best person for it. And I think, you know, if you want to kick something off and you, you know, you make a short-term goal to, to, you know, go out of your way to, to look at the role seriously and where you can attract the right skill set for it, you'll certainly get some, some short-term success with that. Um, but I think you have to make it part of a wider long-term management development program or it'll wane pretty quickly. And I think, you know, tokenism in any field soon gets found out. Uh, and, um, and, and so, um, you know, you really run the risk that you actually undermine the entire process if you do it and it Fails. I think you know you touched on yourself, Georgie. You know the, the the natural path of encouragement and growth. Um, you know, it takes a little longer, but for sure, it gives longevity and success. So, when you talk about the the women leadership, there's been a lot of discussion lately on how women lead possibly better than than men. Especially, there's been some articles regarding to the the COVID responses in different countries around the world. So do you think women manage better? Do they lead better? Oh, absolutely. Why? Is that all right? Can I say that? Yeah, of course we do. Uh, uh, no, not really. I'm I think still... we bring something different. What, what was that, Steve? I said I'm still no, here. quiet now. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think women bring something different to the table and um, they bring different attributes and they bring a different style. And, you know, if you want a business um, to be successful, you need you need all of those attributes. And so you need what the females will bring and you need what the males, you need balance in your business. And I think that's the key to success. So, Steve, what do women, what do they not have? that they should have from your point of view? <laughs> Humility. <laughs> um, you know, look, I don't, uh, I've never saw that uh, between women and men that there's, there's anything brought to the table on one side better than the other, except I would suggest that uh, women are better, have I all said this, be tasking the men uh, much better. I think an industry like if you talk the removals industry, there is a lot of things going on. Anybody from this industry knows that. And uh, what I do see is that 
women leaders certainly uh, cope and deal with that much better than the men. Uh, uh, but outside of leadership skills, as I said, it's all about the leader, and that's not um, against a female or a male, it's just the great leader at the end of the day. So with working with a, with a lot of men throughout the years, Nikki, have you had any situations or experiences and have you seen other women having experiences that you have some key words of wisdom to give them? Uh, I, I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure that I'm, I'm, I must have, but, you know, I, I develop a pretty thick skin um, and, um, you know, so like I said earlier, you know, I'm a bit Im impervious to it, but, you know, I do raise my eyebrows sometimes that, you know, I, I've got a girlfriend of mine, she's a fully qualified engineer and she worked for a company um, uh, where every project she was on, they gave her the admin job on the team, you know, so they got a project team and they'd always give her the admin stuff and she was a bit peeved with that. So, um, you know, we talked through some strategies on how she might, might tackle that and in the end I said it's not you it you know and, and you can you know you can only do you can work with it and you have to learn I think sometimes to you know which battles to pick and and um, and, and and how to how to outsmart the situation I think sometimes I think um, you know if you tackle it head-on um, you know you, you're not likely to succeed um, but yeah she she went on and found somebody who actually appreciated their talents for, for, for what they were. And I think if I was, you know, adv advice is always a difficult one because every, every situation, you know, is, is, is different. But I think I always try to um, help a friend have the confidence to, to see their situation rationally and to make the decision, make the plan and make the decisions for themselves. Um, I think a peer group is is really important um, you know having a peer group that, you, that and a network that you can bounce some ideas from I've got some amazing um, uh, industry friends across the globe um, similar age similar experience um, in life and in in work and you know we we, we whatsapp and and you know I, I really appreciate the fact that they are there and they they have my back if if I if I need it, and I think you know women are good at that. They're good at networking and definitely use that. It is. It's a it's a camaraderie that the, that the women have, and and even with the men, they have their own um, ways to connect, which is definitely yeah. important for for both. And you know, one of the reasons I really like the International Association of Movers is the diversity within the cultures that we have. We represent many, many different countries. Uh, and it's always fun at the annual meeting to, to see everyone, meet with people, learn a little bit about their culture. And I have noticed that the cultures and their expectations of women, you know, can be, can be different. So Steve, I just wanted to get your thoughts on what you see on the different cultures and how they encourage women to take on leadership roles. Yeah, I, I look, I, I think historically uh, there was probably issues and there's probably still some across the globe that you you would suggest that uh, could be improved. You know, I see these days uh, very successful females in all walks of life from all cultures. Um, and I just see that um, 
particularly uh, in the Grace Group is a good example of that. Uh, we're not interested in cultures or uh, directly to make decisions on our people or if they're female, male, it's about the people that we're interested in, what they deliver to our business. They become part of the Grace Group, you know, and that's, uh, I think, where uh, a lot of businesses today have realised the advantage of thinking that way um, makes them successful. I mean, I think um, Australia is a huge uh, melting pot of, of, of different cultures. I mean, the migrant um, uh, population of Australia, I, th I think it's, you know, still now today, something like 40% of the population of Australia was not born in Australia, which is still a phenomenal, you know, portion of the, of the population. But you know, I think what you, you you know what we are seeing obviously is the growth to second generation and third generation of migrants and, and what have you. And I think um, certainly you see that those second generation have broken the shackles of whatever that stereotyping was that came from their culture. And we're a very blended society. And um, you know, you see you see certainly here all sorts of backgrounds and you know females being very successful in uh, in business and you know their parents encouraging them and and wanting them to to have successful careers in law and medicine and engineering and you know all the all the traditional kind of male um, male dominated and if i look at the if i look at the industry georgia and i look you know i think back to the sorts of people who went to those conferences 20 years ago, and you look now, the mix is very different, right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. And, you know, you brought up an interesting point there. When you talk about the melting point, the, the melting pot, and, you know, the whole thing with the Leadership Alliance is all part of the track is diversity. And so it will be curious to see corporations in certain countries where there is now a higher percentage of diversified residents, whether or not that shows up within their own internal leadership boards. Um, yeah. They'll be very curious to see how that progresses down the road there. So Nikki, I wanted to ask you if you had any ideas or specific comments regarding what organizations or companies or even IAM could do to help encourage women leaders? What kind of a path do you see going forward? Uh, I think um, understanding that management skills and leadership skills are as important as technical skill and, and knowledge and really focusing on the development of that as much if not more than, um, than the technical skills in your business. Because, um, you know, you, anybody can pick up a book, I think, and, and learn the technical skills. Um, but, but management skills are much, much harder to learn and develop. And I actually think, you know, in our industry, you, you look and, and um, you know, as a business, we've come from, from family-owned businesses where, you know, a business was handed down from generation to generation and and so you know there was not that kind of you know the need didn't seem to be there to have that management development it was just natural that you know they were going to be the next boss kind of thing and you know as the industry consolidates that that's kind of disappearing and now more than ever 
I think we need to professionalize the um, the management um, and development in our in our in our industry. But um, you know, I I I, I applaud IAM's you know focus on that leadership program. I think it's going to be great. You know, I think it's good that that the that the women have um, that there's a program for them where they feel you know that's kind of um, you know specifically focused around them. But you know what? get as many men in our industry as we possibly can on leadership training courses you know that's that that's what will really change the horizons in our in our in our business in our industry yeah yeah absolutely that's how it kind of morphed from just a women's leadership into identifying general leadership along with the dei the diversity equity and inclusion track and so You'll go through some training and certifications and everybody will take all of the, the information and be able to turn around and use it in their in their work. Yeah. So, so finally, I, thing, I was going to say, I think the other thing is that, you know, it's actually quite hard. I think, you know, you when you take a job description for somebody, you, you naturally think about somebody who's in that role and you're automatically therefore stereotyping in your own mind, whether it's a male or a female role. So I do think that, you know, entirely independently, you know, maybe IAM could start taking a look at some of the key roles in moving organisations across the globe and start doing some skills profiling of those roles. What makes those roles successful? And then, because you're doing it without thinking about anybody in those roles, because you don't have those individuals to think about. And maybe, you know, providing some generic skills profiling of key roles in, in moving organizations is also something that potentially IAM could do because it's hard to do. That's a, that's a very interesting idea there. We'll definitely take that back. Um, and finally, can I just add? Uh -huh, yes, you can, Steve, go right ahead. So, so, I think, yeah, the other, the other part of the equation is always that, uh, you know, uh, we need to be conscious of the people we looking for our leaders, you know, uh, because unconsciously we automatically go for certain type or certain role, as Nikki just said, um, and the change in, in um, hiring of, of uh, our people has to be a conscious decision to open those, uh, our view on who applies for those roles and their skill set, which is, I know what Nikki was just saying, but it, you have to kind of get people to consciously make that decision. And that's the tough one, I think, in any business is to consciously look at the right skill set, not necessarily the role that you knew or the person you knew that should take that role in the past. Yeah. So before we get to uh, your last comments, because I do want to hear the last thing you have to share with us. Uh, I'm taking a little poll as I, as I meet with people and I'm just curious, we all ended up in this moving industry. So Nikki, you first. When you were very young, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> Do you know, George, I can't remember what I had for dinner last night, let alone what I wanted to be when I when, when I was I, I was growing up. And I'm sure I changed it a, a zillion times. So uh, I can't honestly remember that far back, but I can tell you that I do have a joke that that's kind of ongoing that says that I just should give all of this up and become a florist. <laughs> Oh, All right, Steve, your turn. Your turn. What did you want to be when you grew up? Well, I'm not sure I can remember that far back, Georgia. I think uh, 
the first thing is what makes you think I ever grew up? That's the first question. <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> still, still, still young, still young. I just am always young curious How's that? to see what people yeah. thought when they were young, what they wanted to be, and where they end up. Where, where, where do they? Well, and how does that connect? Yeah, I, I yeah. I mean, certainly for sure. I, I, if you'd asked me, um, you know, if you'd asked me ten years ago whether I'd be uh, living and working in Australia, I can tell you I didn't see that one coming. So, uh, so yeah, life definitely has some interesting twists and turns. Well, well, and, Steve, uh, I'll let. I'll let you go first if you have any last parting words for us. I was just going to say with the growing up part, Georgia, I thought I was retired, going to be retired at 35 and wealthy and living on an exotic island. Well, I'm 58 and still working hard, so that dream has never happened. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess uh, parting words, just simply that, you know, as I said before, I think uh, people need to be fairly conscious of the decisions they make and broaden the horizons of uh, who presents them in front of them uh, internally or externally. Um, and not limit themselves to uh, preconceived ideas or, or historical decisions, you know. And I think uh, um, I can say successfully that's how uh, we look at here at Grace and continue to do so. Well, thank you. Um, Go ahead, yeah, Nikki. I think, um, you know, you, you always strive for perfection, right? And, you know, when you're making a recruitment decision, you know, you kind of want to make sure that you make the right decision. But, you know, we all make wrong ones. And, um, you know, I think you, it's like anything in our business, you know, sometimes you have to step outside the box and take a risk. And I think, um, you know, that's definitely something that, that we've, we've done as a business and, um, and have been rewarded for, for doing so. And, and um, so, yeah, that, you know, I, I would encourage everyone, talk to your staff, talk about their aspirations, think about how you could um, uh, meet their aspirations. What, what would you need to do in, in the business to help make that happen? Because you get really loyal employees. And, and if you've got a good pool of females, and a lot of us have now got a great pool of females in sales and in administration, you know what, if you encourage them, um, you will be rewarded tenfold. Well, wise words from both of you. And so I want to definitely thank you for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun. Got to know both of you. And of course, I wanted to thank our listeners for joining in. And most importantly, keep an eye out. Watch for upcoming panels and podcasts and more information about the IAM Leadership Alliance. So thank you and goodbye. Thanks, Georgia. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Thank you for listening to the IAM Podcast. If there's ever anything you need from IAM, you can contact us at membership at iamovers.org. Or contact us by going to the Contact Us page on the IAM website at iamovers.org. Thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you next time.